Wow, it has been a long time, you guys. Today is December 14th, and I think the last time I did a podcast was, what, back in late September. So, hey, guys, I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's still out there, but welcome to Let's Get Real For Real For Real. It has been a while, and I apologize deeply Um, I remember I kept on saying like, I don't want this to be one of those things that just falls through the wayside. And that just had to happen the last past couple of months. Um, I thought about posting very often, but the past few months have been incredibly difficult and odd and very interesting, both educational and not educational at the same time. Um, so I just didn't think I had the energy or even the wherewithal to like, what would I even talk about or say, um, talk about and say that would actually like, you know, be true to the message and the intention I have for this podcast. And I'm one of those people who figures like, if I don't know what to say, if I can't be clear with my intentions, then it's best not to do it or say it at all. I'll just wait it out. Um, but it has been very interesting and it's been interesting because it's been so not interesting. Um, going to school, um, was difficult this semester. Just, I guess, something about the workload and the context of the things I was learning, um, led to a lot of frustration. Um, uh, I, I only realized this in the past few days, but I've actually been super isolated this past few months, um, and feeling very, um, lonely, but in a way that I didn't realize I was feeling lonely. Um, something about me apparently, and I'm actually kind of proud of this, but all of my personality, like, uh, measures, so to speak, that people may use, whether it's like, Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or um, my horoscope and my astrology sign, they're all very aligned with each other and they're all pretty much the same. And all of them talk about how loneliness is incredibly pervasive um, to the point where like, it's just part of my everyday life. It's just part of me. It's not something that I even notice affects me until I do. And um I didn't realize, like I said, until like maybe this week that I have been feeling incredibly lonely these past few months and that's caused me to um, process and and shoulder some emotional burdens a bit heavier than I think I would have otherwise. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just been, I've just been having some emotional blocks, um, which is fine and that happens. we're all human and I've learned that as long as those emotional blocks don't turn into depression um, or catastrophic thinking or um, me beating myself up, then, you know, those, then the mood, the, the block, the blockage will, will unblock at some point. Something will happen to um, let things start traveling through the walls and I just, my brain and my my mind, my heart, is just not the type to stay in one place for long. Being emotionally stagnant or mentally stagnant makes me so unhappy that, you know, um, that I automatically just try to figure out what's going on and, like, how to change it. 
Um, so that's been, and I've, so I've had to relearn a few lessons. Um, for anybody who's been waiting for me to post, uh, again, I apologize. Um, but you know, sometimes you have to take the time you need. And then for those of you who are like, maybe have just disappeared and never listened to this ever again, and it's just something forgotten. Well, sorry. <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, it's, I have not, I've noticed though, been the only one experiencing these things. Obviously, I'm not unique or alone in feeling difficult feelings or emotions or blockages. Um, and I just want to throw out there, you know, one of the things I had to relearn this past weekend, very forcefully, <laughs> was um, we are not alone. The loneliness I tend to feel is very deeply rooted into my, honestly, it feels like it's very deeply rooted into like my cellular biology. I don't remember a time growing up where I didn't feel alone. I mean, I grew up very much as a black sheep in my family, um, a very emotionally sensitive child who was in a family who are not emotionally sensitive at all. And, um, and I, you know, I read a lot as a kid. I started reading when I was three and I never put a book down after that. Um, I would stay up all night under my bed covers with a flashlight reading. I would, um, read under my desk in class. I would read at recess. I would read walking to and from school. I would stay up reading. I would read at mealtimes. I just read all the time um, because, you know, that was my world. Those fantasy worlds were where I created a life and a person and an imagination and control. I, I created a place for myself that that gave me the things I wasn't getting in the real world, so to speak. And the thing is, the problem with that though is like as rich as you can make your own personal inner mind, you don't live in that inner mind, you know, physically. And, um, and so there's always loneliness, even when, <clears throat> even when I didn't even when I could entertain myself and create my own friends, um, even when I couldn't really easily get bored because I always had such a rich world to get back into internally, it, it was all, it's all a retreat, right? So um, there's always this dichotomy of being alone and not alone. And I grew up like that. And so it's really difficult for me to recognize when that one, when that's not um, necessary, and two, when that's maybe fueling like my thought patterns or my actions or my feelings like subconsciously um, because I'm just so used to it being there. And it took a lot of self, some sitting down <laughs> and really pondering on this um, because I would try to do things 
The problem is when something is fueling your your actions like subconsciously, it means your intention is not where it's supposed to be when you do something or where you think it is. And you don't actually know then like you can no longer get the results that you're expecting. Like for example, like if I'm being fueled by loneliness and that causes me to maybe like want to engage in like a social activity like with friends right but I don't recognize that I'm lonely and instead like I think I'm doing it because like I um because I'm like I think I'm just going to have fun right but I need some my subconscious is telling me that I need to fulfill some specific need and so I'm not I, it doesn't matter like if I go out with friends because even if that's nice in the moment, like if that doesn't meet, meet the specific cause behind my loneliness, I'm going to still feel unsatisfied afterwards, you know? And then I'm going to wonder what's wrong with me. And then it's going to be like, well, these social engagements are not like fulfilling me anyhow. And and it can even be like... Um, like even food, like I've been turning to cooking and cooking. I've been I've been doing a lot of healing around my relationship with food. I don't remember if I've ever talked about this, but definitely my relationship with food has is very integrated in like my relationship with my dad. And I've noticed that as I heal my relationship with food, I've been my relationship with my father is actually getting a lot better. And um, so that has resulted in me like wanting to cook everything on my own from scratch And that's been giving me like this really warm, like self-loving feeling. But because of this like pervasive, subconscious, unnoticeable loneliness that like feels like ingrained in my cells, um, I'm trying like when I feel down, I'm thinking like, okay, I'll just cook something and I'll make me feel better. But the thing is, is like, Yes, it makes me feel better in the moment, but I've noticed like I'll spend more and more hours in the kitchen, like like prolonging my time in the kitchen and then tiring myself out because in the end, like the act of cooking is good when I'm you when I'm like feeling good, but if I'm using it to fulfill a need, not knowing what that need is or what's causing that need, it just means I'm just using it. And it doesn't fill me with the actual satisfaction I need. And so then cooking has become exhausting because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a reward that I'm not getting. And by the way, you guys, by the way, all of that, all of this like subconscious need um, is actually um, a part of like substance abuse and like a substance addiction. Like most people, um, Yes, you you get obviously like brain chemistry changes with addiction, but a lot of people start abusing substances, like not using, abusing substances because they're it gives them some kind of chemical or emotional like experience or reward that's fulfilling some kind of subconscious need. And and you can't beat addiction until they're able to, until you or they are able to identify what that need is and how to then find other ways to fulfill it that doesn't include substances so this this is like I I apply this to, it's funny that I apply like this kind of addiction method like and philosophy to myself about my daily like moods and stuff but I do and it requires a lot of like you know self-awareness and and questioning and internalizing and all that stuff but that's um what I do uh, suggest for clients as well and for people 
but yeah, so loneliness, it's, it's a fucking thing. Um, but I, again, was forcefully reminded a few days ago that, um, I am not alone. We are not alone. We are, as human beings, um, we are a collective on this earth that's tied together and that my loneliness, and I'm sure a lot of people's loneliness, like you can be surrounded by people and still feel alone, right? And you could also be by yourself and not feel lonely at all. And it has a lot to do with with how connected you feel to um, the life you have, the people around you, the people within your circle, the the level of connection you have with yourself. And... Um, we are all connected. Like my feelings of loneliness are not, are mine and, but, and therefore they're unique, but they're not, they're not isolated feelings. They're not, they're not feelings that nobody else feels. And as human beings, we all go through the spectrum of human emotion. Like, and that is actually what connects us to each other is that we can experience each other's emotion like we can't experience emotions that are similar to other people's and sometimes the why matters but a lot of the time the why doesn't and sometimes the reason matters but sometimes the reason doesn't and it's not just lo- this doesn't just apply with loneliness this also applies with joy and this applies with the desire to want to connect and the desire to to meet like-minded and also like-spirited and like-hearted people. I was at this party this past weekend and um, it was very interesting, but there was a quite a few instances during this party where, and by the way, like I knew like obviously, well, I knew like some people, um, but I didn't know a lot of them. And we were all under the influence of something and we were all partying all night. I spent literally the first half of that party like isolated in a corner <laughs> um, because I was um, – feeling wicked cold and I don't know why because it was actually very warm in that tent but I, I just had all these shivers and I could not like it was all internal because whenever I would go outside and and by the way this is like a weekend of like atmospheric raining right when I would go outside in like 40 degree weather I'd feel fine but as soon as I went into this very warm space like surrounded by blankets and mats and and people I could not stop shivering and it was internal it's all internal so I spent this first half <laughs> of this party like literally in the corner like under so many blankets and being very hesitant about like anybody sit next to me because I was just not feeling um one connected and two I was feeling I think pretty shy it's the first time I've been around people I don't know um, under the influence, like at a party setting in a, in like years. Um, and until like, and I was, it's not that I didn't want to be near anyone. I just didn't want to get up (laughs) and, and approach them. Like I was fine observing, but I was, I would, 
I would have welcomed like someone coming to sit next to me too. Um, and they did. The right person did. She she asked if she could sit next to me and it was like, and I'm so grateful because she sitting next to her warmed me up, which is, again, I don't know if any of this like makes sense, but like, um, or, or hits or is worth listening to, but, but literally being buried under blankets right next to like two different heaters barely kept me warm for, for, and then this girl sits next to me and it was like, I was in the middle of a volcano, (laughs) not in a bad way, but in just like, like she was the hearth like she had fire and I melted. Like, do you ever see cats who just like melts like when you pet them and they're like, or like they're in a sunspot or they're by a heater and they just like, like literally are boneless. Like that's how I was. And like the more that um that people were able to come to me, the more I was able to get out and like go to them and like my shivers just like disappeared. And so it's just... um it's just really important to remember viscerally remember that we are not alone and a lot of the things that we are going through um internally a lot of the things that our minds are our like hearts, our guts, our freaking cells, our emotional cells are like telling us these subconscious messages we get. Like they are sometimes it means we've forgotten something, I think. Sometimes it means um we've forgotten that we can be our own um friends and sometimes we've forgotten that it's okay to have um outside things you know like just because you can doesn't mean you have to i've heard i've heard before um i've heard before people tell me that um you know, when you love yourself, that's enough. And considering this whole podcast is about self-love, I mean, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> um, I know that when you love yourself, then life is kinder. Life feels kinder. You can be happier. Um, you can empathize better with others. Um, you can find meaning and you can find peace. But humans are social creatures. I mean, if anything's taught us that COVID, I would hope as COVID either taught us that or they taught us we didn't need it and we forgot. But humans are social creatures. And um, there is such thing as being touch starved, you know? There is such thing as um, feeling like I think they call it a superwoman schema or a super person schema where you think that you can 
you can do everything on your own um, because you're fully capable and independent of doing so. And that is that is true and that may be true for you, but you also don't have to. It's okay to welcome in um, welcome in others, you know, every now and then or regularly. Like it doesn't make you weak and it doesn't make you incapable. Um, and it doesn't mean you love yourself less. I mean, isn't that part of why people are always looking for their partner or their companion in life, their soulmate? Because sometimes, oh, most of the time, sure, it's because of like, you know, not wanting to be alone, wanting to be loved. Um, but I think sometimes too, it's just because like, just to enjoy it, just to enjoy going through life with someone. It doesn't mean that you don't love yourself and it doesn't mean that you are incapable. It's just... It's just experiencing things sometimes is it's really nice to have to do it with someone who you feel safe with, who feels safe with you. But yeah, so it's interesting. So considering this is my first podcast in like two or three months, um, hopefully any of that made sense. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to apologize for that. Let's just consider this a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're just testing to see how long we have to cook it for and if it comes out great great if it doesn't doesn't that's okay next one will be better um, speaking of which so in my journey of cooking it's been really cool lately where I'm just like I'm going back into like this groove I used to like really have um, back when I first started learning to cook is I want to cook everything from scratch like I part of the damage I have with my relationship is food it's like I've fucking cannot trust anything that's in there um i don't trust the food industry i don't trust in the u.s i don't trust how they produce food i don't trust how they process food like whatsoever i mean obviously there's only so much i can do not with necessarily with the industry but there's only so much i can do in terms of like how i pick out my ingredients and food right and like make grocery stores so whatever but what I can do is try to make whatever I can from scratch. So I've been doing things like I made ketchup from scratch because funnily enough, I didn't have ketchup in my cupboards, but I had all the ingredients to make ketchup, coincidentally. Um, I even made tamales for the first time ever, um, which was not as hard as I thought, and I'm actually super proud of myself. They came out actually pretty good. Um, I've been trying to make a lot of things from scratch, and it's very interesting to see how, like, I remember when I first started to learn how to cook, I literally couldn't do anything. Like I could, I literally burnt boiled eggs. Um, I, I would cook them and they would, and peel them and, and they would be brown. Um, no one else knew that was possible. And now I'm, you know, I feel like I can actually like do anything. Like I could, I can actually cook anything. And it's um, crazy how something so simple can be so empowering. Um, I have, uh, started to recognize that I have a problem with being vulnerable with myself. <laughs> um, I have no problem being vulnerable with other people, like my feelings to other people, but apparently when I'm sitting by myself and having to force myself to write or meditate or anything like that, um, I have, I have a difficulty with that. So that is something that I've identified I have to work on. <laughs> um, that was new. Um, I've also, um, been having a really hard time, uh, dealing with, 
uh, my decision to move out of the country. Not that I've changed my mind, but just more like I've been going through that grieving process. And I think I was stuck in the anger phase for a while these past few months, um, which I'm moving on from. Uh, I've become uh, very upset about colonialism, which, you know, is upsetting in general. But like some of the things I've learned this past semester have made me realize just how incredibly pervasive it is in every ounce of our social system and history, which is unfortunate, and I'm not going to dwell on it right now, because it just makes me upset. Um, (laughs) But, you know, um, I'm really excited, though. You know, my birthday was last month, and um, I really do feel like um, I'm at a turning point in my life, where it's not even so much about closing a chapter and moving on to the next one. It's literally about closing the book the first book and and starting to write a brand new book like a a sequel where I'm not building upon the same character same person that I was um when I started this life or even 10 years ago I'm literally have grown so much I'm a different person um same building blocks same foundation but um nowhere near the same level it can't even be considered the same same book And I'm excited to start that. Um, I've been starting that. So I'm going to wrap this one up. And um, like I said, let's consider this a pancake. (laughs) Um, Now that I feel a bit more sorted with myself, you know, I am going to endeavor to continue and go back to posting more often. Um... And you know what, like, I've gotten some really nice comments on my Instagram that I don't remember the username for, Um, but I wonder, like I said, if anybody has anything they want to talk about, if anybody's out there listening, feel free to throw me a message, you know, anything you want to, like, ask or just discuss or, um hear my hear hear thoughts on you know we can let's do that let's let's build a more connective world right like it's not just about self-love the point of self-love is to it's the marianne williamson poem right like by you shining your light you give other people permission to do the same and as you learn to love yourself trust me when i say you'll learn to love other people a little bit more and as they learn, as they say you love, they'll learn to love as well. Um, and in the spirit of that, knowing that self-love is not the end all, well, not the end all, knowing that self-love is not the only, one and only, like, let's, let's connect. Let's, let's lo- learn to love. Let's, let's build love as we are learning to love yeah what is my instagram handle i think it's genuinely 1091 i'm really not sure (laughs) um i really should memorize that i just don't use it that often but you know what i'm actually in the process of building um setting up and building up my my business um my coaching and my spiritual healing and and in the process i will 
start figuring out that social media stuff. But, um, I mean, can you blame me? I, I really just stick to Facebook. That's just my, that's just what's easier for me. Um, my handle is, uh, You see, I can't even, I can't even, sorry guys, I'm, I'm like on the Instagram app right now and I can't even figure out how to work it to get to the part that says my handle. Oh yeah, Jenny Lee 1091, J-E-N-N-Y-L-E-E 1091. Any case, wherever you guys are, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Have a great and blessed life. <laughs>